<laughs> All right. <laughs> a slight a slight delay on getting started tonight. Orange the Blue Thing, Thursday night here out on Long Island. I'm joined tonight by Josh Oshinsky. I've been saying Josh Oshinsky you have, for right. now three years. You, like never, three years. you never correct me. I'm Darren Mean, and we got Lizzie behind the non-existing glass. What up? And uh, just another Thursday night here out on Long Island, chatting about the Mets, drinking some beers. I'm actually straight edge this week. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, you actually didn't get to read any of the script here. No, zero. But uh, I might have a stomach ulcer. Oh. So I've been going to the doc. I actually went to the doctor a couple days ago, and uh, he told me, cut out of caffeine, alcohol, uh-huh. fried food, uh-huh. uh, pretty much everything. Gluten. Uh, gluten-free. <laughs> Uh, lactose-free. How much of this has to do with the road trip that they just had? Uh, maybe a lot of At it. At least 50%. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a lot of it. But, yeah, the, uh, it, it's, not, it's not that easy. But, you know, over the past year, I mean, obviously Kelly is a vegetarian, so I've been kind of curbing my diet over the past, whatever, 10 years that we've been together. But, um, you know, I've been eating a lot more uh, healthy over the past year, cut out on a lot of stuff. So it's not that hard. But it is pretty tough to cut everything else that I'd like to eat like every day. Well, you look great. Oh, thanks, dude. I feel like I'm getting a little bit lighter. There you go. <laughs> so um, uh, Memorial Day weekend just a couple of days ago. What'd you do? Anything good? Uh, yeah. Now that you got a young one, I, I think I, things obviously change. I have a four-month-old kid, so anything good changes. Like, everything changes. Uh, I would say uh, I had an amazing couple days uh, bonding with my kid. My wife actually went to a bachelorette party, so I had my first one-on-one weekend with my son. No way. Yeah. Was it scary? Yeah, horrifying. Dude, I loved when you just pulled up. I saw the baby on board. Oh, yeah. St- <laughs> that was just for the HOV lane on the LIE, though. That was what the baby on board Dude, did you for. use the HOV today? Oh, I used everything I could to try to get here. <laughs> I, it, I, I grew up on Long Island. You would think I would remember that it's the worst to drive out here. Absolutely. Three hours and 20 minutes. Dude, I, I go appreciate from New it. Jersey to my house. Originally, I thought you may have been coming from from the city, but uh, dude, I appreciate it. Let's cheers. cheers. And I, I I know it's like a sin to cheers water, but it's a sin to to cheers with your glass empty. Well, so it's not fine. empty, but you're it's fine. water. So All cheers, right. dude. Cheers. All right, so I am going to ask you to get a little bit closer to the mic. You got it. Just because that sounds great, yep. but if you get a little bit more comfortable and lean back, I might ne- might not be able to hear you as well. So you got it. Um. My whole plan originally was to have you on the show, obviously, to talk about some exciting stuff you're doing with Sports Illustrated. And um, you were originally going to be on through Skype, but then the, the way things kind of worked out over the past week, you were nice enough to say, you know what, I'll just come. And uh, you had the day off, I guess, and you said you were going to just come and, and do the whole uh, promotion and just to hang out in person, which I, I thank you for that. Um, you know, not that there's an elephant in the room. A lot of people that watch the show are kind of locked in on the seven line. They know what we're doing. They know about us. They know about our lives. And, you know, that's what Brian and I try to do week in and week out since the start. And we didn't really know what we were building in the beginning. And, you know, I, I leaned heavily on you for advice because when we, when we met through Tears of Joy in 2015, I guess you saw something in the seven line. And, yeah, you know, I've talked to you and, and I feel like you should be uh, charging me for the amount of advice you've been giving me. And, um, you know, the fans are locked in and they, they, they want to know why. Like, why isn't Brian here? And, right. you know, Brian is the one to answer that. Brian wrote a blog post on, on, on our website. And, you know, it's, it's tough for me to expect everyone to have as much free time as I do. Not free time, but as time to commit to this. And Brian's a family man. I respect that to the utmost, utmost respect. And um, we had a conversation last week about the direction of what this is and where I w- might want to bring it. And uh, he wasn't fired. He didn't quit. Right. It just kind of came to a point of, you know, I want to do more things than 
Brian's time allows, and that's kind of why we are in the situation we're in. Um, and just like you said, you, you talk to Brian. You, you're not trying to fill his shoes. You're here for the night. You know, you're not trying to steal his gig, and no one's trying to steal his gig. Brian's Brian. No one else is trying to be Brian. Whoever eventually does become my co-host will be them. They're not, I'm not looking for Brian. I'm looking for whoever. And that's why there is an open casting call now. So um, I just want to be, like, as transparent as possible so people kind of can get a feel for what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So my perspective, for what it's worth, take it or leave it, you know, I think – um, I think Brian Ernie is a stud at doing this, and I think it was awesome to be able to watch him get his perspective. I think he breaks down information um, succinctly and efficiently, and I think he processes what's happening in all things Mets with a really interesting dichotomy between a dude who played the game at a certain level and like the neo sort of saber metric sort of mentality, and he really bridges those two worlds together in an interesting way, and you know. Nothing but love for Brian. He's my boy, too. And, you know, I wish him all the best. And I hope at some point down the road to, you know, hear him expound on Mets and baseball in general. And, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm just I'm happy to be here today. It just seemed to work out. It has absolutely nothing to do with uh, with Brian. I, I love him to death and I hope nothing but the best for him. Yeah, me too. And then that's kind of like the, what we were talking about last week before the show. And, uh, you know, if we looked like we were off our game last week, it, we were. I mean, the, the show started a little weird with the audio issues. That's my fault. But we had this combo before the show went live. And it's like, all right, now we got to just brush that off because I don't want our relationship to change as boys because of this. Totally. And that's kind of the where we where we we were sitting right here talking about it. And, you know, it, he didn't leave me high and dry. He's like, you know what, if you want, I'll stay on for a few weeks until you find someone new. And I'm like, well, you know, at this point, if we are trying to find someone new, I can't really try to find someone new if, if you're still here. So that's why kind of we are where we are. But if you want to read Brian's perspective, definitely pick up the, uh, the website, obviously, the7line.com. Brian wrote something on there, and uh, it's his word straight to you guys. I thank you for your views and everything over the past year and a half now. So um, anyway, to move, to move along on that, uh, happy sixth anniversary to Johan's no-hitter. Where were you for the no-hitter? This is a, this is a really sad story. I think you may have told me it before. It, it's a sad story. I'm just going to adjust this so you're a little bit closer. So if you've noticed, you've got to be like on top of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got there it. There you go. Perfect. Um, so six years ago... I had produced a show for the History Channel, uh, and we were really excited about it. It was like the Spelling Bee show. It was the History Bee, and it aired tonight, uh, six years ago. And like any good producer, I was doing my due diligence to watch the show live and make sure that it wasn't fucked up. Yeah. Well, that show happened to be at the exact same moment as a little Mets game that happened that night. And I'm not going to lie, I watched the show down, the show ended, and afterwards, I had to use the bathroom. So I get on, we, I mean, Lizzie, you might want to ear muff it for a second. <laughs> so I get on the toilet, and I'm, and I'm sitting really? there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and my phone just blows up. It blow, And I'm like, wait, what? what the fuck is going on? And it's like, dude, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. So I like get my ass out of there, I zip up, I get out, I get, and I turn the TV on, as he's celebrating on the mound. No way. I saw zero pitches. Like me. Zero pitches. Like Listen, me. there's no there's no need to earmuffs and hear about shit talk. Like I walk <laughs> out of the men's room here and I'm like, woo! 
<laughs> Lizzie, hold your nose. Like it's we're very <laughs> open statement. here. With, with the pooping stories. But yeah, I do some <laughs> of my best work on, on, on the throne. So sure. uh yeah, I mean I was at the game. We we uh we obviously were out there hanging out and partying, and I had the, the history showed up the next morning, so yep. it was obviously a very busy time for me. But uh, I did want to – I actually didn't even know this was a thing until this morning. Shu actually – you know, I, I don't know if you have Facebook. I think you do. But do. you get, like, the little alert that says, like, your friend is going to something near your house. Yeah. So there's a bar up the street from my house. They're doing 57-cent beers tomorrow that's to awesome. celebrate Johan. Uh, it's oh, called Rudy's. Awesome. If you're on Long Island and you want to check it out, free plug for Rudy's. Uh, it's in Patchogue. Look it up. R-U-D-I apostrophe S. 60-year anniversary. Celebrating Johan's no-hitter. 57-cent Bud and Bud Light drafts. Limit two per customer. So just have two beers. Walk out. Change your shirt. Come back. Get two more on, on the, <laughs> you know, nice little discount. Four beers for a little over two bucks. Can't yeah. beat that. Um, what about the, uh, not the no-hitter. Yeah, the no-hitter. So afterwards... You obviously didn't get to celebrate it as much as you would if you were like with your squad, like with your boys. Like, were you disappointed that you weren't there? Yeah. Are you? No, but, but I mean, obviously yes. not disappointed. But it was one of those things where it's like, would you have rather have been there than do this show or not yes. this show, but that show? Yes. Even though, do you think is it a little bit of thorn in our sides that if there was replay, that we still wouldn't have a no hitter, or do you not care? Do you still count it? Obviously, you count it because it's in the record books, but. Put it in the books. <laughs> Johan had a no fucking hitter that night. For history, it happened. It did. Did, happen. it, did it maybe ruin his career moving forward? Yeah, there's a pretty good chance it did. But the Mets are no longer on that list. And every freaking time somebody has a no hitter one time through the order, we no longer have to hear about it from everybody. Is tonight the night? I don't believe in jinxes, but I do say it all the time. Like the other day, I was like, um, Noah. No hitter tonight. And then obviously he didn't. But you know, like it's, it's kind of become a thing where it's I don't even I don't really believe in jinxes anymore. I don't know where that stopped for me. Maybe uh, I don't I don't really know when I just decided I don't care about jinxes anymore. But I was hoping to see another one. I think that the next one that's going to happen, we're going to be there for it with the group. I think that's going to be phenomenal. Oh my god, you've seen a lot of good stuff out there with the group. Oh my god. Uh, wait, so, wait, wait. Better question for you: a no hitter. Or Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. <laughs> well, we've, we've already documented that one. Obviously, you caught you caught the camera. I mean, you caught the uh, the scene on your camera in I San did. Diego. I, it's tough. I mean, uh, there'll be less guys of Bartolo's stature to hit a home run than there will be no hitters. I mean, no hitters aren't as uh, you know rare anymore. Right. Kind of, it's 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 happening a lot. So, how about both? Can I say both? Yeah. I don't. Really, it's tough for me to pick a favorite game, but obviously that's up there. So you want a no hitter where the pitcher goes yard? Yeah, in, I've been I've been there for those. In, good, good luck <laughs> into the section. We were there, you know. Oh, into the, into section. the section! Oh my god! Yeah, last year that happened. So we, we were what's releasing better the than a miracle? Shirt. Because uh, <laughs> you're asking <laughs> and for Conforto a lot. Hit one to us. <laughs> you gotta believe, Lizzie. If you, you want to be on the line yeah, with yeah, us, six three one three eight eight five one nine five is the number to call. Chit chat about the Mets or whatever. Obviously, they got a game tonight. If you're heading to City Field and you're rocking the seven line, McKellar actually extended their special that they had for I think it was last week. They extended their special. For the brewery, so if you rock our stuff, I see Josh is actually wearing his uh, Amagang from the Cooperstown trip, but if you rock our stuff to McKellar at the ballpark and you show them the logo on your shirt, the T7L logo on your shirt, they have a mobile... Uh, mobile hawkers they walk around with a little cart and they also have a sidebar so if you show the logo it's usually seven bucks you get the stuff for five bucks and that's valid all weekend so if you are going to the game definitely go check them out but josh i want you to give you a little platform here to tell the fans at home some exciting news are you ready to break this news let's break some news on this show go ahead (laughs) all right so uh 
I think most people know, SITV, it's a thing. Sports Illustrated launched its own OTT channel. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool service. It has a lot of documentaries. It has classic movies. We've had Bull Durham. We've had um, you know Legend of Bagger Vance coming up any given Sunday. So we have classic sports movies. We have classic documentaries. We do a lot of original programming. We're really trying to make a push to be a legitimate 30 for 30 competitor, and we think we've done a lot of good things uh, already to close that gap. Uh, but in the spirit of all things Mets and all things Seven Line, I'm very excited to share that both Loyal to the Last Out and Tears of Joy are going to be on SITV. Uh, Loyal to the Last Out, maybe tonight, if not tonight, oh. tomorrow. Tears of Joy starting next week. Awesome. I'm pretty fucking excited. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very excited because you know what? We get, you see the tweets. Yeah. You see how many people hit us up, and I'm like, I don't know, ask always, Josh. And always, like, always. And you're probably, emails. you know what? You're probably also very excited to get me off your ass. Like, where can I watch this again? Because people ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. But I'm, I'm glad that we met because of all that. Yeah. And uh, I think our pass would have crossed eventually, but it, it did come because of Tears of Joy. And we got Jono here behind the scenes. We met him from Tears of Joy. And, uh, you know, a lot of good memories come back from just watching that crazy time. You know, the, the run through the playoffs, 15, get Yoannis, and the whole dynamic of the team changed, get, through the, get to the playoffs, get to the World Series, hang out with us at the bar next year, go to, go to Amagay. I mean, it was, we had so many, so many good times together, and, and, you know, I thank you. Dude, San Diego. I thank you for calling me, because you yeah, called, I don't know I how that happened, but you called me. I was at the old warehouse, and you're like, um, you know, I'm doing this documentary. I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds cool. And then I didn't know really what it was yeah. at the time or what it was going to be. Yeah, Tears of Joy. So I had, I mean, we talked about this a couple and times. And I didn't even know, sorry, I didn't know what Tears of Joy came from. I didn't, I kind of forgot that that was Gary Cohen's call. Yeah. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. No, that was, yeah, the, the title was off Gary Cohen's call. Um, you know, obviously that, that was like the best year that you could possibly have. There was those four amazing nights in a row. Um, you know, it, but for me, like when we did Tears of Joy and Jono was myth was with me when we were doing it, I wanted to tell the story in a less traditional way than had been done before. And, you know, we really wanted the show to be a collection of the key voices of people that experience the highs and lows of what it's like to be a Mets fan. And honestly, like this week alone is a pretty good example of the highs oh, yeah. and lows of what it's like to be a Mets fan. It's still happening, you know, three years later. But when I looked at that, there was no way that we didn't want the seven line to be somewhere, have a voice in that story because the seven line is part of what it is to experience the Mets in, right now, right? And it has been for a long time. The voice of the people in a, in a lot of ways is reflected through this giant sea of orange that you see out in the stands. And, you know, it means a lot to a lot of people. And I wanted to explore that a little bit more fully. And as I got to know you guys, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. This <laughs> is amazing. This is, you know, it, it, it's it's easy. It's fun. It's, you know, people that don't take themselves or, or anything too seriously and and it's no. timeless, too, because, and like, you're timeless. talking about something that you did in 15, and, it, and when it comes out tonight, tomorrow, whenever it comes out, watching it again isn't yeah. like, oh, this is old news. It's like, it doesn't go away. It's a story that that is awesome, and I'm just glad we had, like, a little piece in it. Like, you know, seven minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was, that little that little segment towards the end, like 40-something minutes. Not You know, not that I've seen it before, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So thank you again for that. But yeah. um, if you want to give us a call, 631-388-5195. If you are watching and you didn't see the little intro before when I was waiting for Josh to show up. Thank you to the Mets 
for the giveaways for tonight. So as we do each week, we give away some stuff. We are giving away this fanny pack, which is the giveaway on Sunday at the ballpark. First 15,000 through the gates. Tomorrow night is the free shirt Friday, and it actually is not a shirt. It is a replica jersey. Very nice. Very awesome. cool of the Mets to do that, and that's for every fan in attendance. Share the show right now if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter or Periscope, and you will be put into the running to win. We will select a two winners towards the end of the broadcast, but as you know, we are auditioning for some, uh, for maybe some, maybe one. I don't know. I think we're getting a lot of talent come through the door over the past two days. I'm actually blown away with the amount of people who are coming out of the woodworks for this. I don't know if something that would you expect this many people to come? You're in this field. Uh, for us to put out a casting call on a Tuesday after a holiday weekend and then by Thursday have like 50 people try out, is that a lot? It's a lot. I mean, you have a you have a diehard audience. You have a loyal audience. It's a growing thing. I'm not surprised that people want to be sitting in this seat right now. Um, I will say that based on the little teaser video you put out, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that many Long Island accents in a row <laughs> consistently. <laughs> It was it, it's it's serious. It's a really it's an impressive thing, and you you might want to filter a little bit of that out of this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I think it was. I I think I think out of those fifty, it's going to be really interesting to see who actually winds up here. And people are asking me like, what's the cutoff? I was like, there is no cutoff. The cutoff is when we find someone that we think is going to work, and obviously we're going to have to test them out. It's not going to be you know you're hired and right. you get a contract and that's it. You know. We're going to see who works and who doesn't. And, and my goal, actually, is to narrow the field down, give them some tests, like, hey, hit me back with this topic, yeah. and then um, do a live show. Okay, he's already talked to the bar. They're, they're down. We'll do it on stage, do, like, a, a segment, and then the fans in the crowd and the fans at home will vote, and that person will get hired. So take this, again, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. What I would do, I would have them do a rant, like try to keep it to 30 to 45 seconds straight to the camera about something that they are uber passionate mm -hmm, about, mm -hmm. an interview, and some sort of banter with somebody. I think, right, you right, need, right. I think you really need to be able to do all three things to do this well. And I also want to hang out with them because like, I want, right, yeah. I want to start doing some shows – uh, you know, I want to do a live show at spring training. I want to, right. if we go to Seattle, I want to do a show in Seattle, you know, so, um, obviously not everyone has that flexibility, so it's going to be tough to find, but, uh, we did get a bunch of audition clips and, uh, our boy Jono yep. behind the scenes, who's been doing phenomenal work for the show, your boy, thank you for making the connection and, um, you know, my boy now too, but thanks for, uh, thanks for that. So Josh has been doing great work for the show. If you've seen a lot of the edits lately, like the new era one, the new balance, when we went to city field, that's all Jono's camera work and handy, handy work behind the, uh, the camera there and the computer. So he did, um, filter down the, the, uh, auditions and cut it down into this little edit. So check it out. And it's not too late. If you want to be a part of it, go to the seven to find out how. As we're doing shout-outs, i got to do one more thing. I, I neglected to mention where and how to watch SITV. <laughs> you should probably do that. Kind of an important part yeah. of this. Amazon? You'd think that I would be better at it. Uh, all you actually have to do, do is go to SI.TV. Cool. So SI.TV, there's a bunch of different ways that you can watch SITV. We're on Amazon. We have a direct-to-consumer app. And uh, we're distributed as part of a virtual MVBD. That's a lot of letters. Uh, but basically, it's this thing called Fubo. Fubo TV. It's a really cool thing. Actually, if you're a Met fan, Fubo is pretty great. If you're a cord-cutting Met fan, I highly recommend uh, Fubo because they have SNY on there. Oh, so awesome. a lot of nights when I was feeding my kid, like, I, didn't have, I don't have a TV in, in the nursery. So I'm just sitting there on my phone like with a bottle over here and Fubo open over here to watch the Mets game. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. All right, man. So um, thanks for all your help. And here's a little taste of what we got so far. 
What's up, Mets fans? If you haven't heard, Orange and Blue Thing is looking for a new co-host. If you think it should be you, send us a video explaining why, and you might be the next person to take that spot. Hi, Darren. What's up, Darren? Hey, Darren. What's up, Orange and Blue Thing? I'm Keith Hernandez. Live from my mom's basement. I'm looking at my Twitter, and I saw your post, and I said, holy, I got to send you a video, dude. This is awesome. I think I got what it takes to be the next co-host of a great podcast for us Mets fans. I'm not Keith Hernandez. This is the best sport ever. Oh my God. Baseball is king. Baseball is really my life. It's been the most consistent passion in my life. Played baseball my entire life. I'm actually a broadcasting major. And ever since I've come to the realization that I'm probably not good enough to play professional sports, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And a big reason why I've wanted to go into broadcasting is because of my love for the New York Mets. One of my great, greatest moments in life as a kid was seeing Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, Gary Harry Carter, Keith Hernandez, and the rest of those guys win the championship. Some of my earliest memories were the 86 season. And the next thing you know, I'm 39 years old, and my hair is now basically gray. Favorite all-time play is Keith Hernandez. I got married in 86. I always say it was the greatest year of my life because the Mets won the championship. I still have that image of Adam Wainwright's curveball just stuck in my mind. Oh, it's something I'll remember for the rest of my life. My grandfather was a season ticket holder. The game I went to with my father would take me 10 to 15 games a year. And the love I have for them is sometimes rivaled by the hate I have for them. I'm sure you know why. They give me hajita every day, but I love it. The last 24 hours doesn't sum up what being a Mets fan is. I don't know what does. Talk about this freaking team that drive me crazy. Let's go Mets. Come on. It's going to be another long night. We've been suffering just like everybody else. But I'm still kind of surprised that this keeps happening. Here we are. We keep tuning in. I was thinking I could use this more as a therapy for Thursdays. And honestly, I could use more therapy sessions. I know stats very well. The Mets have gone 96 and 54 in games I've attended. I've seen four grand slams, 54 home runs, 2,076 RBIs, and 70 base on balls. Now, I made all those stats up. I'm also very funny. I can bring the passion. I'm freaking hilarious. I know I am. And all my fingers are healthy, unlike our pitching staff. Oh, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? I I didn't see that you said there could be an age limit for the new Orange and Blue thing host, so I just wanted to throw my name out there. I know I'm, I'm only 15 years old, almost 16, but I'm a huge Mets fan. I'm a huge Mets fan. I even got a little Mets tattoo right here. I'm a big-time Mets fan. Love the Mets. Love the 7 line. I absolutely respect what the 7 line has done, bringing the fans and the New York Mets together like nobody has ever seen before. I will never forget that sea of orange and blue humanity. It was beautiful. We had the home run apple. There's also a pipe. You gotta believe, right? We can't go to the World Series. Let's go Mets. I bleed orange and blue. So if you're looking for somebody who's gonna just tell you like it is and, and don't hold anything back, then I'm your guy. Hey, I'm excited to sip on a brew, talk about my favorite team, and let's go Mets, babies. DFA, Jose, 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 DFA, Jose. Jose, we love you, but it's time for you to go already. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> what'd you <laughs> what'd you think wow yeah i mean i can't believe that that came together in just two days uh, so there's a lot out there obviously you know we have a lot to do to fish through this i'm gonna need some extra ears and eyes to help me through this process i'm not looking at you directly but uh i know that you have your hands full with your own actual job and your family and your kids so um 
But I may call you yeah. to ask you for some advice. But, yeah, anyway, a lot of good talent out there. Obviously, uh, the, the search just started. So if you are interested, go to the7line.com, click the blog. It says orange and blue thing auditions. There is a whole bunch of info there with the email address to contact me, and, and we'll get the, the ball rolling. But I like that little chant at the end. Jose Ray. Do you want to talk about Jose? No. No? Yeah, I mean, sure. He's one of my favorite he, players, so it's tough for me to to just, you know, I, I don't want him on the team anymore. Because uh, with the way that he's hitting and the way that he's fielding, and what, what positive does he have besides being, like, a mentor to Rosario right now? You know, I'd rather see, like, a, you know, uh, Alonzo or someone come up, you know? I think I'd rather see the yellow sleeve suit guy from that audition <laughs> video come to the plate than Jose Reyes. There was an AB. It's tough to see the decline of a player that, that you loved, you know, and it, it's a shame. But, you know, Jose is a friend of the, of the group. Sure. You know, he likes the seven line. We love him back. And, you know, it's tough to be critical for about a guy that you, you respect and love to watch in his prime, you know? You know, I've seen a lot of criticism about Reyes recently, and some of it I think has, has actually veered – uh, into the personal, which I, I honestly don't think is right or uh -huh. fair. I mean, I can tell you from some firsthand experience, we did a show called The Franchise back with MLB a couple years ago. did before. a tattoo with him or something? Yeah, I mean, we followed the Marlins for a season, and he couldn't have been nicer during that run to our producers. He was just a straight-up good dude. And we did a we did a thing with him where he got a tattoo. He actually got it right across the street from the Coliseum yeah, yeah, in yeah. Uniondale. Yeah, but. He when he came back to to Shea Stadium, uh, sorry to City Field that first game back, he was he said hi to security guards, he said hi to clubhouse attendants, he knew everybody's name. He He's was, great. He's he was great. just a good dude. And then when he got booed in his first at bat, he was heartbroken. He turned to other people in the dugout and he's like, they they don't love me anymore. They don't remember me. I mean, he wants to be beloved. By New York Met fans. But, I mean, how far does that go? It's just because you're a good guy and you want to be loved doesn't mean you just still deserve a job. You know, it's like if I'm not doing my job, I get fired, you know, and it's just like I, I he has to also understand that. It's a business, you know, and you can't just be on the team because of your legacy or because you were the man in 2006, you know? Totally. I mean, look, I, the guy's obviously a sub-major league average hitter. Unfortunately, he's actually a sub-major league average fielder, too, right now. If you look at his, like, his UZR and his like, defensive war, it's also negative numbers. He, he's not what he needs to be to be on the field. And to be a mentor to Rosario is not a reason to take up a roster spot for a team that's actually competing and somehow against all odds is still a game over 500. Yeah, I saw something with Sandy today and it was actually, we were watching it, the, the, the sound was actually low. He had a press conference today and we weren't actually listening to it, but it was on SNY. It was like, he was so smiley and animated. It didn't seem like him. Yeah. And I heard the end of it, and he goes, you know, everyone in this room remembers when we were 11-1, and one, but guess what? We're 9-9 nine nine over our last 18, and no one's talking about that. That's so true. obviously over the last week, we heard Mickey Calloway get a little, little bit uh, emotional for the first time. Or not emotional, but kind of like away from the book of answers that he kind of had oh, yeah. for the first couple months here uh, of him saying that he hasn't slept in a week. And, you know, I haven't slept in, you know, three years. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it's kind of... I don't think that he he thought when he first got here it was going to be as easy as it was for the for the eleven and one. But anyway, we do have someone on the line. We got Joel in St. Lucie. What's up, Joel? How you doing? What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing, Darren? How you doing today, brother? We're doing all right. What's going on in St. Lucie? Is it hot down there or what? Uh, it's hot. It's Florida. It's hot all the time, man. As long as it's not like January or February, it's always hot. Man. I don't know how you guys do it. I would leave. I would you go know, for spring training and then I would leave. But anyway, so what, what's on your mind, dude? 
Listen, man, I got to ask you guys this, man. Uh, I've been a Mets fan since 1980. I've seen it all from 86, 88, Al Leiter, you know, 2006. Everything that has come across the path, do you guys finally believe in curses now? I mean, the Bambino, the Goat. But with the Mets DL problems, it seems a year-in, year-out kind of thing. Sports Illustrated, Generation K, we have these great pitching prospects. And now the pitching prospects have kind of lost the way. We lost Matt Harvey. Thor is now on the DL. Steven Matt saying he's not going on the DL, but we never know with that. I just want to know if you guys really feel that the Mets are cursed. Is this the blue and orange curse? Am I trying to make things up? But how do we rationalize the Mets not being as good as they should so many years over and over? I'll hang up and listen to what you guys got to say. Thank you so much. All right, Joel. Thank you. So this brings up a good point because when you and I were texting this morning about topics, you actually said that you think, I don't know if you think it, but it was a question. Has Ray Ramirez gotten a, a, fair, a fair shake here or did he deserve as much hatred as he's had when he was here? I think this year is vindic. If it's vindicated anybody, it's vindicated Ray Ramirez. Do you think he's sitting home right now? Like, see, it yes, one thousand percent. I mean, look. First of all, I, I don't necessarily know if. I guess first of all, Sports Illustrated is not responsible. <laughs> I just want to go on the record saying it's not SI's fault. Generation K, Generation K, and the best infield ever. We put that cover out too, but that was true. I, I don't think that the Mets are cursed. Honestly, this is a team that you know competed in 1999 and 2000 and 2015 and 2016 there's a lot in 2007 and 8 and 6 there's a lot of clubs that would love to be competitive that often I do think Mets fans are cursed I think there is something to being a Met fan where you sign up for pain and agony that is unlike a lot of other franchises and I say this I I talked to my wife earlier my kids just born I think that there's a chance if the Mets haven't won a World Series in 20, 30 years, when, he's going to be a Mets fan. I'm just putting that out there. Like, he doesn't have a choice. He's going to yeah, be yeah. a Mets fan. If the Mets haven't won a World Series in 60, 70 years, I do think this club could approach Chicago Cubs-level insanity and fervor if this sort of drought continues from 86 on. So in that regard, I do think – I don't think they're cursed now. I do think there's a chance that – 20, 30 years from now, we could be looking at this as a curse, which is only going to make it sweeter when they win. I think it's tough, though, because I feel like when you're in the fan base, you always feel like you have it worse. Right. You know, like, you don't, I don't know how fans feel from other teams. but And it, the same thing, too. Like, I don't read Astros Twitter. I don't know how these fans uh, reacted during their rebuild. And, you know, it worked. But uh, was it also your cover uh, that predicted? Sure was. So there you go. This, this guy, who was that, Josh? No, Joel, who was on the phone just now? Joel, right? Joel. Yeah, Joel was trying to throw SI under the bus. But you guys predicted the, the World Series in, champs last year. In 2014, Ben Ryder put a cover out predicting not just that the Astros would be champs, but George Springer was on the cover. Exactly. George Springer wound up winning World Series MVP in 2017, the year that SI said he was going to be on the cover. So I think the SI cover at this point, might be not just not be a curse it might actually be a predictive of what's going to happen talking about predictions i don't know if you follow darren Ravel on twitter i do uh the uh las vegas golden knights yeah uh obviously incredible story right now but someone put down twenty dollars 
on them to win. They if they do win, they get like ten G's. That's unbelievable. That's great. I don't I don't really know much about about hockey. We're not going to go off on that, but I can't believe I, this is this is crazy, right? For an expansion team to go to the cup in the first year, it is absolutely unprecedented. It is unbelievable. It is, should be a bigger story. It really should be. It's it's just a it's. I don't know how much you know about what went into it, but there was an expansion draft. Basically, it was all these teams' unprotected players. Yeah. So it's it's a collection of cast. It's crazy they got enough guys, enough people great guys. No, yeah, people yeah. that nobody wanted, and this roster of players that nobody wanted is now one one in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's unbelievable. Crazy. So we are. This is a baseball show. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the National League East here. Obviously, the Mets are sitting in fourth place, twenty seven and twenty six before tonight's game, which is Lugo, who uh, this is he's getting his first start of the year. He was in the pen up until now against Quintana on the Cubs. It's crazy too because the amount of games that they blew over the past week, the Mets could be like a game out. The Mets. There's a very, very real chance that the Mets could have won seven of eight games from Milwaukee and Atlanta, two of the best teams in the National League. I mean, they were they were that close. They were some bullpen implosions away. I mean, look, if you look at it in the you know echo chamber of Mets Twitter, the sky is falling and everything is is terrible. And but if you look at it from Mickey Calloway's perspective or the perspective of those probably folks in the clubhouse, I think they see it as, hey, you know what, we just faced two of the best teams in the National League, and we more than held our own. We clearly could have won seven games. And honestly, in the one game that was, you know, a blowout game, they were up big early in that game, yeah, too, yeah. before I think it that was apart. Saturday or Sunday this yeah. past weekend. The whole, the whole last weekend's kind of a blur when yeah. you get the extra day on Monday. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, DeGrom can't buy a win. Right. You know, the team doesn't produce when he's on the mound for whatever reason. It's like the Santana curse when, oh, yeah. you know, he was out there getting no run support. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, joking about the fire incident yesterday at City Field. And I saw your tweet. I retweeted it, and you started getting some hate. So uh, well, I got I got a rant for that one. Uh, go for it, then. All right. <laughs> if you're if you're just tuning in now and you didn't know, uh, City Field was on fire yesterday, literally on fire. And it's a, you know it's a great thing that it wasn't you know tonight or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. It, it must have been like a freak mechanical fire or whatever. Our Nikki G Money wrote the seven possible causes of the City Field fire, which is a, a funny one if you want to go. It was good. Check that out. But what's your what's your two cents here? Look, I, I got a. Look- I got a little high horse yesterday, and I got I got all passionate about the fact that you know our stadium was burning. But uh, the images come out of City Field on fire, and the very very first thing that people do on Twitter is start making jokes about Robles. And it's like, look, I I, I get it, right? But do you think that? Yankee fans or Red Sox fans or Cubs fans would be making jokes if their stadium was fucking on fire? Hell no, they would not be. It offends me as a Met fan that our first instinct is to shit on our own team. I think that's garbage, personally. And matter of fact, I think there's an entire contingent of Mets fans on Twitter, and I'm not going to call any of them out by names, but I think they're only Mets fans for the fucking Twitter jokes. <laughs> yeah. I think they're like anti-dentites, like, right? I think they're, they're Mets fans for the fucking <laughs> jokes. Like, that's what I think they are and, yeah. and it's i i personally find that to be garbage look are you talking to your own burner account i'm not i'm no. not brian colangelo <laughs> i'm not brian colangelo but i will say this like i i believe that that stadium is a home for us as fans and seeing that place on fire gives me no joy right, right seeing right, right. that place on fire is like seeing my own fucking house on fire I root for the laundry inside that place, and I associate that building with a place where I want to see good things happen. Right, right. Not fires burning the freaking rotunda down. So, like, let's just slow it for a second, make sure that nobody was hurt, nothing was damaged. And at that point, yeah, I get it. Like, 
Dumpster fire jokes Dumpster galore. Fire yeah, jokes yeah. The galore. bullpen's on like, fire. You know, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Let's just slow it for a second right, and also right. have some freaking respect for our own stadium and some pride in the team that we root for. Let's just let's just take it down. I like that you're I mean, turning red right now. I'm fucking <laughs> well, he, he wrote a tweet about it. And I was like, whoa. I have it, I have it on the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, you did get some responses there. Oh, yeah. Obviously, once you yeah. once you uh, let yourself out there on Mets Twitter, obviously you're, you're just expecting to have the responses that you got. But I, um, I forgot how to internet for a second. That, <laughs> that, was, that was my bad. All right, so we do have four against the Cubs. Uh, Day off on Monday, Orioles going down to Baltimore for two in Baltimore, coming back day off on Thursday, and then the Subway Series next weekend against the Yankees. So if these guys are going to get back on track, this is the time to do it. Yep. You, you, know, you can't slack against these teams, and you know, they gotta, they got to they gotta get their ass in gear. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the pitching problems. Yep. Obviously, Syndergaard is hurt. Matt's is hurt. Matt's Ish. not going on the, uh, the DL. And... Um, you know, it, it's tough because, like we just talked about with Ray Ramirez, it's like, wh- what's when's the end of this? Like, what's what's next? And like, not, not God forbid, I'm not like hoping someone else gets hurt, but where does it end? And how do we turn the page from here? So the way you turn the page is the folks coming back, right? Swarzak, according to Sandy's press conference today, is very close. He's rehabbing right now. He should join the pen soon. I think that is a huge. Huge addition to that bullpen. I think that stabilizes a lot of things, especially if you have to use Lugo in weird ways for a time coming up here, right? You have Frazier behind him. You have Cespedes, hopefully, right behind him. You're getting an influx of reinforcements that are about to come, and I think that helps a lot because it takes pressure off an exposed Jay Bruce right now who's in an unexplicable season-long power outage, right? Now, how do you solve starting pitching? I mean, depth in starting pitching is a myth. It doesn't really exist. There's no such thing as depth in starting pitching. I don't think Mats is going to miss significant time. You never know. And it doesn't look, hopefully, like Syndergaard is actually going to miss significant time either. If you get those guys back, and this is interesting too, Wheeler and Mats actually have completely inverted ERAs and XFIPs. Right, so I don't know how into like the saber stats you are, but the basically your FIP is your expected ERA, like what it should be if you take everything into account: defense, uh-huh. ballpark factors, home run rates, things like that. Matt's is actually pitching to like a three seven x FIP, and Wheeler's actually pitching to like a five. So their real numbers and their x FIPs are actually inverted. I, I I think that there's a chance that that Wheeler can sort of right the ship and maintain sort of decent numbers. Matt's, I'm a little concerned about some regression. It's crazy, though, because you're hearing injuries that, like, I never even knew existed. Like, you know, <laughs> these guys are hurting their fingers or whatever. It's like, come on, man up. But, like, it's obviously if it's your pitching hand, you can't pitch. You can't throw a ball correctly if you can't feel your finger. But um, uh, you know what's funny? I don't know if you saw this poll I put up a few days ago. I think uh, they spoke with Mickey after Vargas's last blowout. Yeah. And uh, they asked him, like, is his, is his roster spot in jeopardy? Is he going to start again on whatever day? And I replied, like, can we vote? Can we can we? decide for you and i put up a poll <laughs> and the poll was should vargas make his next start over three thousand people voted no overwhelmingly no 91 percent to nine percent and guess what last night he goes out throws five innings of uh shut up ball two hits and i think he threw like 70 pitches and like 65 pitches and like 45 strikes or something like that he did on three days rest and it was one of the only times in his career he's done that so of course you right know. so it's like every three days he has to play now but you know he looked gassed and, and, you know, afterwards, Mickey did tell the press that, it, you know, he, he 
Vargas did go to Mick and say, I'm tired. But it looked like when he got pulled, he looked a little dejected, like he didn't want to come out of the game. I don't know if that was more of like a, a pride thing for the rest of the bench or for the cameras, because you obviously, he knows he's on camera. No time, when you get the ball taken from you, there's, there's zero times where you're like, cool. Did you pitch? Were I, you pitching? I did. Um, and, you know, I definitely had multiple times where the coach came to me and I was like, you know, to pull me, and I was like, no, no, I'm good. I got this guy. And I was clearly full of shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I got nothing in the tank right now. Like, please take the ball. But even still, you're going to say, whether it's for your own place in the clubhouse or for even for you to trick yourself mentally to want to get over that hump. But everything I read was that Vargas knew he was done and he was ready to come out of that game. Yeah, he did. I mean, he did his job pitches. up to that point. You know, he got a victory. His, his ERA is like nine, but, you know, it's, it's getting a little bit better. Uh, let's go to the lines here. We do have another call. We got Don from Mastic. What's up, Don? What's going on? Not a whole lot. What are you up to? Ah, uh, chilling, watching you guys on uh, on Facebook Live. But uh, I, I, I do have a, a quick point because you guys were talking about the stadium before, and I felt the same pain when I, you know, turned on my Facebook feed and boom, there's a story about City Field being on fire, <laughs> and that's the the fact that even when the team does well. It almost seems like we can never get a steady stream of fans into the seats. And and all my Yankee fans, friends of mine, they, they give me crap all the time because they know City Field is a better stadium than the new Yankee Stadium, yet we can never keep seem to keep it filled. And that's frustrating from a, uh, a fan to, to watch the game and constantly see empty seats. And is it just a continued product of putting out, you know, uh, disappointing you know teams year in, year out? Or is it... Pricing, I'm, I'm just, I can't figure it out. All right, Don, thanks for the call. So I think that, you know, I, I too have, you know, I question that as well. Like I'm watching again, I'm like, where are the fans? I mean, sometimes I can't go anymore. I got a kid, I got a wife, you know, I live out in Suffolk County. I can't make it to as many games as I did when I lived in Queens. But it's tough because look at that stretch they had in uh, the Phillies. The Phillies sold out like every game for three years. Right. Uh, you know, winning brings the fans out. And like he said, is it pricing? Uh, yeah, maybe. Like the, pri- the, the, the ticket prices went up this year. Look at the, 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 the team that they fielded last year, you know, how many games they lost, and the ticket prices still went up. So it's tough when, when it's expensive, number one. It's New York. It's a little bit more money than other places to go to a game. The parking's like 25 bucks. Right. It's not cheap to go to a game. And if they're uh, this many games out – and, uh, you know, not really contending for the top spot in their division, the fans aren't really coming out in droves. I don't really know what the answer is. The ballparks are huge, too. Like, you're not seeing – you're seeing attendance problems all throughout baseball. It's not as bad as the Marlins and the, and the Rays, but, you know, in New York, you would think that more fans would come out. But, I mean, look at Yankee Stadium. They're not selling out every day either. Yeah, I think there's two problems. But he there. is right. You know, City Field is much better than, than Yankee oh, Stadium. I agree. There by is by no far. Doubt. You hear I that agree. all the time from no Yankee doubt. fans. I, I mean, I don't think you have to be a Met fan to say that. I think it is definitive. It is across the board. It is 100% true. For sure. Now, I, I think there's two points to what Don was just getting at. One is sort of like a global issue that you were talking about. Um, the second screen experiences, the ability to stream games, all of those things are far better than they ever have been. There's a lot of things that you get when you watch games that you don't necessarily get in person when you're at home. You get announcers, you get statistics, you get updates. You can, you know, with the the new laws that are changing on gambling, gambling is going to come into play in all of these ballparks. It's really interesting, like, what's happening. Now, there's also a hyper-local thing that's happening. I mean, you remember the whole boycott the Mets thing from before the season, right? Yeah. Before it's still going on. Yeah, yeah. I, you should check my feet. Oh, I've I've seen I've seen <laughs> that battle. I rattled the cage occasionally yeah. on purpose, but whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but, you know, I do think that there's a legitimate complaint against this ownership group that's gone on for some time. And, you know, it goes back to to this offseason and and the and and before you have this young core and there seems to be somewhat of an unwillingness to spend on the top, top levels. And frankly, that pisses fans off. Now, when the team's winning in spite of that, people turn out 2015. The place was, you know, better than anyone. Electric. That's when our shirt came out, uh, Rock Like Shea, because right. it felt like our yes. home finally. Like, you know, for the first few years of City Field, it's no surprise, even to the team themselves, it didn't feel like home. There was nothing blue and orange. Right. The staff wore like purple. Like, no, they were like, they looked like the like, Philly staff. They oh, were yeah. like, uh, well, not purple, um, like burgundy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, they didn't have a lot of Mets uh, signage hanging up, and it didn't really feel like it was our ballpark yet. Right. Nothing good happened there yet. So 15, obviously, when the place was jumping every night, it felt like it was Shea again. August, September, October, City Field was absolutely electric some of the loudest stadiums and crowds what was it hank it was roman in there yeah that yeah, was his it, quote right yeah, yeah, from yeah. uh tears of joy yeah it was it was unbelievable and 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 you know i mean it, from the seven line section on down they just had electricity and it had it in 16 too for some of the time and but what you lose when you haven't you know a perception of an ownership group that is not 100% bought in is when the team isn't succeeding, people are quicker not to go to the turnstiles. That's so just a reality. Do you know, like, do you know this stat? Like, what, what Major League Baseball team draws the best? Like, do you know? Is it like the Giants, San Francisco? San Francisco, no matter how they're playing, they draw pretty well. Uh, the Cardinals draw pretty well. The Cubs, obviously. Yeah. There are certain teams that, no matter what, you know, the ball, like, you know, you've been to uh, Fenway before, regularly before. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's an experience. Yeah. And even if you're not a Cubs fan or your favorite team's not playing, like, if I was in Chicago tomorrow, I'd go to a Cubs game. It's so, it's so much fun. Totally. Uh, but not everyone could say that. You know what? And I think that also the, the ballpark attendance might be uh, indicative also of that there's nothing to do in Flushing. There's nothing to do in Willits Point right now. So, I don't even know if indicative was the right word there. I'm trying to expand my vocabulary here. but Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to do besides the game. I mean, you can go to McKellar. You can go to Flushing Meadows Park. You can try to find other stuff to do around the area, but it's not a Wrigleyville. So uh, eventually, if it is, I think more fans will come out. Well, very loquacious. I'm going to counter Loquacious. Yeah. Well, and once going, the Seven Line Saloon is there, there'll right. be more things well, to do. Well, yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. Now, I do think that, that new, one of the knocks on New York attendance in general is that it's, it's, whether it's flushing or not, it's still New York. And it's actually not that hard to get there from the city. And there's a lot of other things to do in New York City as opposed to maybe a Seattle or a PNC in Pittsburgh or, or something like that. So I, I do think that that's has some true. impact. Yeah, you that's know. true. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? All right, guys. So uh, if you do want to give us a call, the next person to get through will play What's in the Box, 631-388-5195. What's in the Box is our weekly show sponsored by our friends at Clear, where we give one live lucky caller the option to just pick one, two, three, or four, and you win whatever is in the box. So the next person to get through will win. Um, I am going to do a little bit of shilling right now. Besides, obviously, we, we talked about the McKellar special in the beginning. And uh, I'll give him another shout-out now. Wear any seven-line stuff to the ballpark between now, and I think they extended it through June. So any game that you go to the ballpark and you wear anything that has the seven-line logo on it, you'll get a discount, $5 beers at the Mobile Hawkers. So any can, I think they're normally seven, eight bucks, they'll be $5 special for you. And any draft at the sidebar, not the actual main bar, will also be $5. Just show them the logo. And they are not mind readers, so make sure you show them the logo and they will give you the discount. They're not going to just assume that they know the Game 6 shirt is 
the seven lines. So make sure you show them the logo. Another reminder that I got to tell you guys about tomorrow on Mets.com slash the seven line army. Our next available outing goes up. And believe it or not, we are all the way up until August 25th. If you're listening to this afterwards as a podcast, they may be sold out. But if not, go to the seven lines uh, tab on the Mets site, Mets.com slash the seven line army. It is the August 25th game at City Field versus the Nationals. It is our one and only 410 start of the season. So we do have some time to tailgate prior. You obviously get the seven line army event jersey and the Jay Bruce bobblehead. I think it'll probably be like the first 25,000 through the gate as well for that. And I don't even think I really need to promote this all that much. Uh, I think you probably know what I'm going to say right now, Mr. Oshinsky, but Boston goes up next week. Do you want me to save you a ticket? (laughs) It is the hottest ticket we have ever had. It is going to be unbelievable. Do you know we did a pre-sale? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did. We have 1,600 tickets. We did a pre-sale special for the Seven Line Arm. We have 500 and something members in the group this year and sold 400 pre-sales. So that's a very, very big chunk of – that's probably the biggest chunk we've ever had of the season ticket members going on the road. And we did that as a thank you to them for committing their, their time and their money to us for the, for the home uh, package this year. And now we have 1,200 tickets left for the public. And I'm getting every sad story – emails like it's my bachelor party it's this it's that i promised my wife like i'm sorry you have to go online and set an alarm so next thursday actually by tomorrow by next thursday night when we have our show they'll be sold out they'll definitely be sold out within seconds one thing i want to say about that today during the um ad week interview that you had you were talking about how like they asked you uh what's your involvement how do you what a little law so and you you did not even mention that like you're the one that like does everything and even for that you were there stressing out about credit cards and putting all your you know, the information in and, and stuff well, like that. Well you know that, so. the, the question was something about like the involvement in the, in the whatever and you know the answer it's, it's, it's not it's, it's a, a group I don't want to be like the guy I'm not telling everyone you have to do this so yeah we did a little pre-sale and you know after yeah, but you sat I ma- there squinting, dying. Made myself sick. Uh, my, yeah. s- my credit card swiper broke. I had to <laughs> manually enter everyone's credit card numbers onto my cell phone. Okay. It, it was pretty, uh, it, w- it, was, it was something. And then he got home and he had a fever and he was all fucked up. Yeah, so. it was, and, and now I have ulcers and uh, whatever. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers, guys. I so can't, yeah, th- I, thanks for your involvement, Darren. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> I, can, I cannot wait for boston it's going to be great so yeah next thursday set yourself a reminder you probably already did by now but set yourself up with a reminder are you going to continue to not drink beer in boston by then i'll definitely be drinking all right good uh, we'll be, he'll be drinking in a week right. yeah right. something I, until until the doctors say i can all right. crank it back up again all right so it is time for everyone's favorite game show here on orange and blue thing oh, it's exciting. called what's in the box all right everyone it's time for uh, What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Clear. Beating the lines at both the airport and the ballpark have never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine MLB teams, including our Metsies. Uh, especially with weekends like this where there's giveaways, you're going to want to cut the line, not cut the line, but breeze right through security. And there's no faster way to do it than to sign up for Clear with the ballpark membership. Plus, make air traffic frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three months of your airport membership for free. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. So we have, I don't know who's on the line because Jono's in front of the paper. That was James. A great, <laughs> great read, by the way. That was my first yeah, ever read. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. Really Thanks, well done. All right, so we got James, James from in Palm another, Coast, Florida. another Floridian. What's up, James? Wow. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're doing all right. I'm drinking water. Everyone else in the room is getting tuned up. But what, yeah. are, you do? what are you up to? 
You know, I'm not drinking water. I think I'm drinking uh, some rum tonight. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> nice little rum bucket. All right, so listen, here's how it works. You get to pick one, two, three, or four. Whatever's in the box is actually next to Josh. Whoa. Whatever's in the box, you get to you get to keep for free. So uh, what do you want? One, two, three, or four? Um, hmm. Let's go with uh, four. All right. Four. Lucky number four. Yeah. You, you Hold can on. use a pen. Or nah, I'm just go. All right, so I'm assuming it's a hat, but I said that last week, and it was a shirt. So yeah. this is a hat box. It should be a hat, but I am not sure, so let's see. It is a hat, Whoa. and it's a snapback, so it's your size. Yeah. All right, so you are the lucky winner of a Shea Stadium uh, snapback. Awesome. Does Lizzie have Thank your... You guys. All right, Lizzie has your information. We'll yeah. mail this out to you tomorrow. Thanks for playing What's Thanks, in the Box. James. Congrats, James. Presented Appreciate by Clear. It, guys. Let's go Mets tonight. Hopefully they come with a W. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Later, dude. All right, cool. So um, anything else that we want to get to tonight? We have to do the share contest. And I think Lizzie's going to handle the share. I'm going to handle the retweet contest. But if you are listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff, I appreciate your downloads. We'll be back here each and every Thursday night. And if you're listening afterwards, the, the episodes usually go up on Friday morning. Maybe rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Remind yourself to listen to Orange and Blue Thing each and every Friday. We are going to give away live. Who's there, getting what? There are incentives. You decide. There are incentives Ooh. to watch the live <laughs> show. And thank you to our friends over at the Mets for sending these. The Fanny Pack on Sunday, first 15,000 through the gates. And tomorrow night, if you're going to the game, everyone that shows up will get this Conforto uh, Jersey, not jersey. Uh, replica jersey. So what What do you want? What are you going to do? The share is what? Um, Facebook will get the fanny pack. Okay. Fanny packs are hot. Right? I, I, wanna I keep want it. it. They are hot. I no, really I, want it. I say to the guys over yeah, there, and I'm I like, you it. know, uh, I appreciate the, the, the giveaways here, but it would be nice if you sent an extra so I can keep one. But <laughs> If right. you got an extra, I would take it from you. Well, you could buy it from me or something. Anyway, scroll you down. You wouldn't use it. Wow. I would use it. No, you wouldn't. All right, uh, don't look, and I'll tell you when to stop. Uh, okay, stop. <laughs> uh, Lance Drennan. All right, Lance Drennan gets what? The fanny pack? Sure. All right, cool. And I will be giving away <laughs> the uh, Conforto jersey here. We have 123 retweets, and I'll just tell myself when to stop. I'll tell you when to stop, and stop. All right, Becky. Uh, Becky Takis, an MS math teacher. She's a Greek. All right, cool. So, Becky, Becky. thank you guys for watching. And uh, I think someone's calling now, but our phone lines are closed. So, thank you guys. Thank you, Josh, for sitting in three hours of traffic from New Jersey for this. you did great. Listen, Lizzie. I want you to be here all the time. Uh, It was a pleasure getting here. Show for yourself (laughs) again real quick. Give a quick synopsis of what's going on here with SI. Most important thing, SI.tv. Check it out. You can see Loyal to the Last Out tomorrow. Tears of Joy will be there next week on Amazon. We have our own app and on Fubo TV. Check it out, si.tv. Awesome. And let's go Mets. Hopefully uh, we get a nice W tonight over at the ballpark. Matt's first start of the season. Let's see how that shapes up. The bullpen's going to be hit pretty early again tonight, so hopefully these guys get back on track. And next Thursday we have a very happy week to, to recap and talk about. So thank you guys. Thanks for Josh, everyone else behind the scenes, Lizzie, and all you guys at home. We'll see you next week. Bye. Lugo no hitter tonight. Woo! <laughs>